Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now all right for all you podcast nerds out there i'd like to remind you real quick and fast so you can get paid to actually listen to podcasts yeah you heard me right Go to uh, your Google Play Store, your Android Store, wherever you get your apps, and download an app called PodCoin. And you can actually earn money, real money, gift cards, all that good stuff, Starbucks, Target, all that good stuff, as you listen to podcasts. And all you have to do is listen. You don't have to do anything special, but I can get you started right off the bat by entering promo code COMICS after you download the app. And I'll... We'll just hook you up with 300 coins right off the bat. Start earning immediately. And it's not just Cheers to Comics on there. All your other favorite podcasts are on there as well. So as soon as you're done listening to the latest episode of this podcast, go over and listen to all your other favorites and continue to earn. So use promo code COMICS, download the app, and... Yeah, get yourself some money. You could also donate to charity as well. So whether it's for kids or animals or whatever, you can do all that good stuff. So feel good about yourself listening to a podcast. comic-con the big show's over and i was i was hoping that i would actually be able to get some comic book news out of this <laughs> uh, show and thankfully i do have some comic book news um so if you're looking for all of the comic-con news it's going to be talking about marvel phase four and the dc streaming universe and movies and all that shit this is not your podcast I talk about comic books and comic book news. So I'm giving Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con, its very own show. Uh, there's there's some exciting stuff that came out of this. Uh, some of it, some of the news that I found wasn't necessarily so secret. It was just more of Q&As that really didn't still reveal much. <clears throat> Do you see? But um, other than that, no, there's definitely some entertaining news to be had. So I'm going to go through the news. I'm going to end with the Eisners because the Eisners happened too. And that's, that's something that I'm interested in for sure. And the results, uh, the results may shock you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Um, so let's just get on with it, shall we? Let's start out with old Mr. Kirkman. We know the Walking Dead's over. So naturally, some motherfuckers are going to ask him some Walking Dead questions at the panel. I don't remember exactly what panel it was. I don't know if it was the image panel or what. But, yeah, it was a panel. 
and he got a little chatty. He did. And um, uh, the, the name Negan came up, and the words possibility came up, and uh, more was another one of those. And uh, I regret talking was another sentence that came out of his mouth. So, yeah, no, as I, I think anyone really could have suspected. This is not the end of any Walking Dead, or the Walking Dead altogether in comics. It's just, it's not going to happen. Um, who, I mean, it's probably going to be a while. I doubt that he's, you know, written anything. Or maybe he has, I don't know. But Negan, Negan is highly, highly likely. Uh, more indie comic news. Uh, a name that I just gag on every time I, I say it, but he's, he's just, uh, Leafield. Uh, he, he was talking like he does. He was doing that talking shit that he fucking does. Sorry, I know, hmm, new listeners. <laughs> uh, I don't like this guy. I like everybody in comics. I don't like this man one bit. But, um... He uh he was talking and that whole image united thing that was supposed to happen that's never going to happen. Uh he claims it's 60% done, but it also kind of slipped out that 90% of the creators fucking bailed on it because who wants to associate with a fucking worm like Leafield? Sorry. I, ah, I'm not supposed to be negative, but fuck that guy. Um Oh, take a drink, cool off. Um, yeah, so this Image United thing, supposedly it's going to bring all the, all the all-star image icons together for this story that... Blah, blah, blah. The fact is, is that Leafield needed some attention. So he had this panel, and it really didn't answer anything. He just talked a lot, patted himself on the back a whole lot, as he does. Uh, yeah, yeah, so a little bit of... Uh, that's really the only ending comic book news that I found uh, worth really diving into. There was, yeah, uh, a l DC news, that was kind of what I was hinting at in the beginning. It was Jim Lee and Dan Didio sitting down, really just confirming all of the shit that's come out lately about DC and Black Label and Vertigo and... Yeah, it was it was really just fan service to be honest. They didn't put anything out. There was no new news. It was just Jim Lee thanking the fans and being Jim Lee. That's that's what he does, man. He's a fan favorite. Everybody loves Jim Lee. I don't know anybody that doesn't love Jim Lee. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he'll be working on the Image United title because he's better than that. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, um, no, like I said, there, I, I couldn't really find anything, uh, uh, they, they, I guess they kind of brought up, I don't know how much this was talked about before, but we've got this, uh, Hill House Comics thing, so they brought out Joe Hill, and it's gonna be a, a DC attempt at horror comics, and they, I guess they did lay out the slate for that, but, um, fortunately, none of it really means anything to me, and then, oh, and they didn't, uh, they did bring up Doomsday Clock and say that with, by uh, with, in 2020, stuff from Doomsday Clock is going to start uh, actually playing into the entire universe. So, don't know what that means. Does it mean that 
the the book's not going to end till 2020 or we're going to get it by you know the end of this year and we're just going to have to wait for you you're the villain to fucking end and then that so i don't know once again dc kind of disappointed me on their news i wanted them to drop some bombs i really did but what are you going to do um the news that did come out beforehand before comic-con it's all stuff that i am excited for that's for sure I mean, I'm intrigued by the idea of horror comic line by DC. I guess I did touch on the Vertigo stuff again, but once again, it's all stuff we already know. Nothing new. Uh, <laughs> Marvel, on the other hand, whew, they they came with some news. They had quite the panel. They they had our uh, oh Jordan White and uh, CB Sabolsky, and oh I forgot the other feller's name. And they brought up Jonathan Hickman, because really, they wanted to direct most of the panel towards the X-Men. Now, there were non-X-Men announcements made, for sure, but, yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah, it was, they they, they want to talk about X-Men, that's why they brought Hickman up there. I like the fact that Hickman wanted nothing to do with being up there, and he openly admitted that. He said if it were up to him, there would be no press whatsoever. It'd be surprised, motherfuckers. And before I get to all the X-Men news, I'm going to talk about the other stuff they talked about. And both of them, super fucking exciting, man. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Ed Brisson's writing Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider's coming back, man. And apparently this is going to have Johnny and Danny. And Johnny is going is going to take place. Uh, last time we saw Johnny, he was King of Hell. I forgot what what issue that was, but I remember reading that page, uh, that was splash page. And uh, yeah, so um, it's all going to play into those those parts. So Ed Brisson writing Ghost Rider. I'm happy to see Ghost Rider back. Ghost Rider deserves a comic. I, I like the fact that. You know, we've, we've got a Ghost Rider on the Avengers, and even then, kind of back and forth, uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's still finding his way as an Avenger, but they all have to find their way, right? Key is his Ghost Rider. Uh, Marvel Comic 1000. So, we knew that 1000 was going to be a thing. And the, he, uh, Sabolsky announced some of the creative teams, and he touched on it a little bit. But that news got super juicy when they announced they're going to be doing a follow-up 1001 that's going to launch in September. And, well, why would they be doing this? Well, through the 80-page spectacular that they're doing, they're uh, introducing a new character. So, speculation much? Trying to get you guys to buy a book much? Absolutely. But, with, I mean, that goes without saying. That's that's just how they roll. It's all about making money. But I, I'm starting to feel like they are actually caring about... Start, or starting to care about their, uh, their, their storyline. And making it all... Uh, making it sure that the readers do have interest in it. And... Uh, I, I was actually kind of not so stoked about the Marvel 1000 thing. I thought that was a real fucking reach. That was, I mean, uh, call it Marvel 80. You know, it's celebrating 80 years. Don't try to jump on the, the four digit train just because DC popped off twice, man. Uh, that's, mm mm-mm, no. Uh, but, 
at the same time, I guess it's, who am I to say? Who the fuck am I to say? But the 1001 thing, that really, really, uh, that, that sparked my interest. I lit up when I, when I came across that little nugget of news. Um, I'm curious to know what this new character is. Well, I'm sure we'll find out. Well, we're definitely gonna find out. But let's, let's get on to these X-Men, shall we? Uh, <laughs> of course we shall. This is probably going to take up the majority of your of your drive to work or home from work or whatever. Just talking about all this X-Men stuff. John and the Hickman look less than stoked up on that panel. <laughs> he did not look happy at all. Uh, but when... Uh, I don't know. He, he really didn't have much to contribute. He was kind of a negative Nancy. He's, he doesn't seem like much of a people person. They did this little weird game thing where they tried to guess what mutants are going to go where and all this other shit. And he was just kind of, ugh, he was cringing with every word that came out of everybody's mouth. And I respect him for it. But at the same time, he could have just said no to the panel. Yeah, I mean, they could have, I, I say they should have brought up Donny Cates to sit up there, you know? But, whom, what, 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 that's, that's besides the point. Let's talk about the fucking X-Men. So we know we got House of X and Powers of Ten, is what it actually is now. It's not Powers of X, it's Powers of Ten. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Uh, so that's gonna be, they didn't say what the release dates are gonna be on that, but I think the previews show that, your preview book, so... I'm not totally sure. I really don't read the previews, to be honest. Probably should. I have a comic book podcast. I should probably do that. But, anyways, uh, X-Men. So, we know that that's going to be a thing with the house and the power. Bleh. But, there's so much more. There's uh, going to be six X-Men titles that are spawning out. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That, that's super crazy. As a matter of fact, I would even go as far as to say that that's almost disappointing to hear. I did the whole point of this reboot thing was to make it easier for X-Men readers to want to read. Put it all in the one fucking thing. Now you're going to do this two-part story. Uh, is going to go a total of 12 issues between the two things, so six apiece. And then afterwards, drop six books on us. Now, granted, <laughs> the titles uh, are, I mean, it's, it's exciting shit, don't get me wrong. And after looking at the creative teams, I, I'm on board with, uh, I mean... With the faith that House and Powers are going to explain all this shit and make it easy to read all this. Uh, I'd like to think that I'm going to subscribe to all six. We'll see. But let's talk about what they are. The first one, you know what, let's go backwards actually. Because the first one's too fucking obvious. Uh, we're going to go with X-Force. Start out with X-Force. Uh, I'm... I don't know how I feel about an X-Force team, but after looking at the cover, that that team does look, uh, looks pretty fucking dope, man. We got Colossus on there, uh, Domino, we got Beast, what the shit? And I, I don't know who you are, and I don't know who you are. Is that Jean Grey? Uh, that's Wolverine. That's definitely Wolverine, we know that. But who, who's doing this book? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, who is it? Benjamin Percy? And 
Joshua Kassara. So, coming out in November. Let's let's read the description. Oh, they got a description and everything. Good on you, man. The cost of the future isn't cheap. X-Force is the CIA of the mutant world. One half intelligence brands, one half special ops. Beast, Jean Grey, and Sage on one side. Wolverine, Kid Omega. That's who I thought that was. And Domino on the other side. In a perfect world, there will be no need for an X-Force. Well, they're not there yet. <laughs> I like that description. I do... So, yes, X-Force, getting a book, I dig it. Fallen Angels, uh, Brian Edward Hill, and Zyman Kudansky. Oh, shit. So, I don't know what this Fallen Angels title is. I've never read Fallen Angels, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, Simon Kudansky alone, anything that dude does, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick up. Kills it on Punisher. Kills it on spawn. As a matter of fact, yeah, that's what they even credit him for. Uh, Brian Edward Hill, what has he done? Batman and the Outsiders, Outsiders and Killmonger. Uh, I wasn't a fan of Batman and the Outsiders. Never read Killmonger, but I know that there's other stuff that he's done that I've read. I just don't know what it is off the top of my head. So let's see what's going on with Fallen Angels. Not all belong in paradise. Psylocke, Psylocke finds herself in this new world of mutant kind, unsure of her place in it. But when a face from her past returns only to be killed, she seeks help from others who feel similar to get vengeance. Cable and X-23 join Quanon or, uh, oh, for a personal mission that could jeopardize all mutant kind. <sighs> Dude, I was so busy looking at... Psylocke in the foreground there that I completely mixed X-23 in the background. This is 100% a book that I'm totally, totally excited about. Once again, November. Uh, uh, New Mutants. Alright, New Mutants. So this one, um, I, I saw on Twitter that Ed Brisson's going to be co-writing it with uh, Hickman. Show. Uh, it's going to be the two of them teaming up on the first one, and then it's going to be uh, Hickman writing issue two, and then Brisson writing issue three, and then Hickman and Brisson teaming up on four and five, or something like that. I'm not totally sure. But I don't think these are all, or any of these are going to be mini series. I think these are all going to be ongoing series, from my understanding. Let's see what New Mutants is all about. The next generation claims the future. The classic New Mutants, Sunspot, Wolfsbane, Mirage, Karma, Magic, and Cypher get together for a few new friends, Chamber and Mondo, to seek their missing member and share the good news. A mission that takes them into space alongside the Star Jammers. So, uh, that looks like Man-Thing lining the cover there. I hope that's man. And it has nothing to do. I don't think that has anything to do with the X Men man thing, but that looks like man thing. Anyways, the fact is, is that I think there's there were three dead X Men in that thing that <laughs> um, old Matthew Rosenberg killed off. So it just goes to show that yeah, nah, it's we're, we're we're getting stuff's coming back, guys. Excalibur. Um, who do we got doing this? Teeny Howard. And Marcus too, Marcus Toe too. I don't know. I know Teeny Howard's a fucking beast on Thanos, and really anything else that she does. 
What is Marcus Todu? Age of X-Men Next Gen and X-Men Blue. Okay, I dug X-Men Blue. Uh, I only read one issue of Next Gen and it didn't really sink, but that has nothing to do with the art. That was the, the storyline itself. Um, so, Excalibur. This is another one of those X-Men titles I never really read. Uh, looking at the cover, the solicited cover, once again, that team looks dope. Looks, so what do we got here? Uh, a new day is forged. Mutant kind has always been special. It has the relationship with the world, or worlds, around them. As I say, a new era dawns, a new connection forms between mutants and the magic of the world, and that of Otherworld. Can the new Captain Britain forge a new way through the chaos of her companions, Rogue, Gambit, Jubilee, Richter, yeah, Richter and Apocalypse? So, um, huh. Uh, Captain Britain is mutant and a lady now. I dig it. I dig it quite a bit. Um, sorry, I'm fucking sirens in the background. Annoying me. <laughs> Carrying on Marauders. Another title I'm not familiar with. This is going to be Jerry Duggan and Matteo Lowy. So, uh, yeah, obviously. We all like Jerry Duggan. I dug his Deadpool like a motherfucker. He did Infinity War and... Um, now he's doing, uh, Savage Avengers. But, uh, Matteo Loli, uh, is Guardians of the Galaxy. That book has some of the most amazingly consistent and, uh, just detailed art that's not hard on the eyes. And, oh, I am so excited for Marauders. But, this team is dope. It is, uh, Storm, Bishop, Emma Frost, Pyro, Iceman, and old Katie Pride, Kitty Pride, Kate Pride, you know what I mean. And she's got a dragon along her neck, what the fuck? Uh, dude, this is so cool. So, the X-Men sail at dawn, even in the this glorious new dawn, humankind faces hardships and oppression from their new human counterparts. Captain Kate Pride is what she's going by. And funded by Emma Frost and the Hellfire Trading Company, Marauder Storm, Pyro, Bishop, and Iceman sail the seas of the world to protect those hated and feared. October. We don't have to wait long for this one. Fuck, man. I hope these are all ongoing. I really do. I really do. These teams look so cool. It doesn't look like they're double using any of them. There's plenty of fucking mutants, there's no doubt. Uh, and Rosenberg, all that work he did with uh, getting us familiar and introducing uh, uh, fucking mutants like Wolfsbane and all of them other motherfuckers and then killing them off. But <laughs> that's besides the point. And last but not least, X-Men, number one. And that's going to be Jonathan Hickman and drawn by Lionel Francis Yu. This is fucking incredible. So it does look like they might be double using a couple characters here, but on account of oh fuck, but on account of this being the the X-Men title, that is completely okay. So uh yeah, no these this this is exciting as shit. And once again, I mean, you shouldn't react when you hear news like I did where I when I heard six X-Men titles, mutant titles were spawning off. I was pissed. 
But then I read the article, and I saw what I was getting into, and I thought, okay, uh, I think we got something here. I think we got something. So a new era dawns for the X-Men. The X-Men find themselves in a whole new world of possibility, and things have never been better. Jonathan Hickman and Lionel Francis Yu reveal the saga of Cyclops and his hand-picked squad of mutant powerhouses. And uh, it looks like... Is that fucking Cable? And Jean Grey, of course. And Wolverine up front. We got his brother, Havoc. Oh, I miss Havoc already, and he just died this week. <laughs> and there's a couple others I can't really tell because they went through and changed up all their costumes. I really think the only costume that's original is Wolverine, and I respect that about it. So that's, that's the big comic book news that I found relevant to share. Like I said, I'm not talking about uh, Natalie Portman's uh, and Thor's and Phase 4's and all of that shit. Nope. It's all about the comics, man. So, let's 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 appreciate these comics. Let's, this is something that I get excited about. Fuck the, the, the Oscars and the Grammys and all of that shit. It's all about the Eisners to me, man. It really is. Uh, the, some of the nominees, I'm not going to go through all of the winners and shit, but just the highlights. Uh, some of these nominees, yeah, it, it actually is unrecognizable as they were for me, personally. It sparked my interest, and had me wondering, what did they do to get me, or, yeah, to get on this list with these powerhouses? So, and just because I don't know them doesn't mean they're not a powerhouse. Uh, I don't, I'm, yeah. So, let's, ah. <laughs> there, there's a couple of people that cleaned up, that's for sure. I'll give you a little bit of spoiler there. But let's get on with it. Let's just start out with the best short story. So, uh, once again, this is one of those things where I go through and I think I don't know any of this stuff. But... Tom King came out with something here, and he got his uh, uh, winter, Swamp Thing Winter Special nominated. And really, that was the only recognizable thing I saw in there, seen in there. Uh, but yeah, Tom King, award number one. You see where I'm going with this? <laughs> Best single one shot. Now, there was, yeah, no, there was totally some some recognizable one-shots in here and but there's also a couple that I didn't know and um, I uh, huh. I don't know see this is why I'm gonna have my own award show at the end of the year <laughs> and it's gonna try to compete with the Eisners and I don't have trophies I'm gonna send chocolate uh, yeah you know, creators are gonna get chocolate in the mail from a strange podcaster that's how I'm gonna do it <laughs> so best single issue or one shot uh, some of the nominees were uh, Black Hammer Cthulhu Luis from Jeff Lemire and Emmy Lenau uh, No Better Words from Carolyn Nowak uh, but the winner came down to Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man number 310 Chip Zarsky he, he fucking I didn't read that issue particularly, but it definitely makes me want to go and pick up Spectacular Spider-Man number three hundred and ten by Chip Zarsky. He got himself for Eisner. Best continuing series. Now these are all books that 
we should all recognize. Uh, Batman was in there, Black Hammer, at Age of Doom. Gasolina, I'm not familiar with at all, but it's a Skybound image book. Uh, uh, Immortal Hulk, Runaways. But the, the winner was Giant Days. The one in there I did not... I had no n not, no clue existed from Boombox. I don't even know what that is. But John Allison, Max Aaron, and Jua Madrigal. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, personally, I think that Immortal Hulk was robbed. They got uh, Tanya Hardinged right in the back of the knee. I don't know how that would work in this particular situation. Um, maybe Al Ewing and Joe Bennett and Roy Jose were on their way up to the stage and they all uh, got explosive diarrhea and they couldn't accept their award. And uh, John Allison was strolling right behind him with putting away his, his vial of Vaseline. I don't know. I don't know. No, no, I'm sure Giant Days is great. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just talking shit. Uh, but Immortal Hulk, I, I am actually blown away that that did not win. Batman... I mean, that's usually a front-runner, I would imagine, but on account of what Tom King's been doing lately, I'm sure he's swayed some fucking boats. At least when the name Batman comes up. Best limited series, X-Men Grand Design, uh, Eternity Girl, Batman White Knight by Sean Gordon Murphy. But old Mr. Miracle took it. Mr. Miracle, Tom King, Mitch Gerards. So I guess that was kind of pretty expected. I don't I don't think anybody planned on ever beating uh, Mister Miracle with any. Now, granted, Batman White Knight I found to be fucking incredible as well, but I don't think it got the uh, the praise that Mister Miracle did. And X Men Grand Design I don't know what the fuck that's doing in there. Um, that's if that's what I think it is. I just I don't remember that book getting any praise at all. I'm not saying it was bad by any means. I just. I don't remember hearing any hype about it one bit. I don't know what Eternity Girl and Exit Stage Left are. Uh, oh, that's the Snagglepuss Chronicle. Oh, Mark Ross, okay. But still, I don't know. Mr. Miracle, though, pretty much the obvious choice. Uh, best new series is the one that I'm most interested in. Because, I mean, yeah. So there was uh, some of the, the entries in here were Skyward by Joe Henderson and Lee Garbett, uh, Man Eaters by Chelsea Kane and Kate Nimzik. I think I said that right. Look at all these image titles in here. Look at you go, image. Um, Isola by Brandon Fletcher and Carl Kershaw. Fuck, are these, the, every single one of these are image books. Uh, Crowded by Christopher Sibilla, Rose Stein, and Ted Brandt. Bitter Root by Dave Walker, Chuck Brown, and Sanford Green. I actually did go onto the Eisner site and vote. Um, uh, I don't know if my vote was eligible. I, I found myself to be in the credentials for eligibility. But, or with the credentials for eligibility is what I meant to say. <laughs> but who knows if my vote counted. Uh, but I did vote for Bitter Root. I think that was just a surefire no-fucking-brainer. Uh, what David Walker, Chuck Brown, and Sanford Green are doing is fucking amazing. And I'm saying this as a dumb white dude. I, I really am. <laughs> That's... And uh, some that might not mean anything to some of you guys. This, this, this book is... Oh, man. It is filled with cultural knowledge. Let's just put it that way. And it all told in a very entertaining way, still very deep but nothing is spoon-fed at the same time. 
It's it's all done in metaphor. It's it's a it's, it's a book of brilliance. But the winner was Gideon Falls, Jeff Lemire, and Andreas Sorrentino. I personally missed Gideon Falls. Didn't get to it. I'm probably gonna go through and pick it up and trade because everybody I know that reads it says it's fucking amazing. It's the best book ever. So naturally, I'm gonna have to give it a shot. But and it's also Jeff Lemire. So what are you gonna do? Uh, best digital comic. Yeah, yeah, who got it? Umami by Ken Niyamura from Panel Syndicate. So, yeah, well, look at that. Best web comic got The Contradictions from Sofiano. Uh, personally, that should go to The Wolf in Me by Sean Mullen and Davey Wagnerock. Wagnerock? <laughs> Sorry, I said that wrong. Because that. That that that's something that does something that no one has ever been able to do before, and that is give me an Eastern artistic style, and allow me to like it, and not just like it, love it. it seriously, it's the best web comic, uh, out there. It really is. Go. So I I voted for it. I I submitted it in there. I wrote it in. And uh, but yeah, no, the winner did get the contra. Or it was contradictions by Sophie Anna. So good on you. I don't know if it was a webtoon or not. All the other ones on here are webtoons, I think. Uh, best writer. This is a big one. Um, so, well, I can go through all of the the nominees are. Chip Zarsky for his Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man. Kaylee Thompson for her Nancy Drew. Um, and also, Hawkeye Jessica Jones. <laughs> uh, Mr. and Mrs. X, Rogan Gaiman, Uncanny X-Men, West Coast Avengers. Kelly Thompson killed it this year, guys. She really did. She was on fucking fire. She's doing Captain Marvel. Uh, Mark Russell for Ex Exit Stage Left, The Snagglepuss Chronicles, Green Lantern, Huckleberry Hound, Lex Luthor, Porky Pig. Just doing the DC crossovers and killing it. Lone Ranger from Dynamite. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me again. Je uh, Jeff Lemire, Black Hammer, Age of Doom. Age of Doom? Try that again. Age of Doom. Dr. Star and the Kingdom of Lost Tomorrows, Quantum Age, Descender, Gideon Falls, Royal City. So Jeff Lemire, if he did something, he's probably always going to be at least in talks for Best Writer. Alex DeCampi for Bad Girls and Twisted Romance. I haven't read either of those, uh, but I do know the name Alex DeCampi. can't think of what I've read, though. But the winner is... Tom King with his Batman and Mr. Miracle and the Swamp Thing. I can't believe they had the nerve to credit Heroes in Crisis in there. Bleh. I should have disqualified him. Sorry. No, he's deserving. Uh, the, the, the Mr. Miracle was great. And the majority of Batman has been fucking amazing, man. It really has. Minus the nightmare shit. Yeah, it went on 12-issue slump. But 12 out of 75? Not bad, man. Not bad. So, congratulations, Tom King. I know that I, I get... <laughs> and anybody that's listened to this podcast know that when I say your name a lot, I say it through gritted teeth. But that's only because I know... It's, it's because of how much I respect what the fuck this dude does, man. Um, his, his style of storytelling is so unique. Sometimes it's a little too artsy for my taste, but I still respect it. I don't like Shakespeare, but I respect it. I'm not... Uh, did I just compare Tom King to Shakespeare? Jesus Christ. Uh, so, good on you, best writer Tom King. Personally, uh, out of that list, I, I really think that Kelly Thompson should have got it. 
but uh, yeah, probably Matthew Rosenberg overall. It's probably the biggest snub in all of the Eisners. Matthew Rosenberg for sure. It's fucking Punisher. Uh, best writer artist. Sue. Uh, this is those who do it all. I can't believe that Joel Jones isn't on there for Catwoman. But the winner went to Jen Wang for The Prince and the Dressmaker. And also won Best Publication for Teens. They just had to throw that in there. Look at that. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm fucking... I, I, I don't know any of those people, to be honest. Uh, the books that the artists were on were Wet Moon, Sabrina, Lodger, Come Again, Water Snakes. I don't know. Okay, Stray Bullets from David Lappin. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. But congratulations, Jen Wang. Uh, best penciler, inker, or penciler, inker team? Well, Mitch Jarrods, Drods, obviously. Fucking, <laughs> he wins it. But he was a good company, man. Yannick Paquette was in there for the Wonder Woman Earth 1. Uh, Sean Phillips in there for Killer Be Killed. Sonny Liu for Eternity Girl. Yeah, no, there were, there were a few. But Mitch Jarrods was the, the standout. Show. Uh show. Best cover artist, Jen Bartel for Blackburn and Submerged. Uh, yeah, no, see, the, the this, I can't believe that Joshua Middleton did not win this one because I have all of the Batgirl covers and I'm not even reading the book. And the Aquaman variants, uh, I mean, it's Joshua Middleton. Ugh. Ugh, man. Well, there were some snubs, don't get me wrong. Uh, there's some definite snubs. But, yeah. I don't, I don't know what Blackbird... I don't know what the cover of Blackbird looks like, so I couldn't tell you. I bet Jen Bartel's dope. I don't want to take anything away from her. Just saying, there's some snubs. Did I say? I think I said that. <laughs> Jesus. Take a drink. Uh, best coloring. More snubs, but the winner was deserving for sure. Uh, Matt Wilson for all of the amazing stuff that he did. I, the list goes on and on. But this 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 is probably the the most recognizable group of artists and nominees all combined. Just because I pay really close attention to color artists. They're my favorite part of the books. <laughs> That's why I don't read The Walking Dead. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, Jordi Belair was in there, Tamara Bonvillain, Nathan Fairbain, Matt Hollingsworth. It was just, yeah, no, it's beasts, beasts. Uh, Rachel Rosenberg could have been in there easily. Um, know, that's, the categories aren't nearly as exciting from here on, but let's go uh, another snub. Uh, best painter multimedia artist, Libra Mayho did not get it for Batman Damned. Dustin Nguyen did get it for Descender. Didn't read Descender, but I bet it's great. If you beat up Batman Damned, I bet you're pretty good. Um, and let's, let's end it with the lettering, shall we? Best letter. Uh, <laughs> good old Todd Klein for Black Hammer Age of Doom. And Neil Gaiman's A Study of... A Study in Emerald is what I mean to say. Batman White Knight, he did that one. Attorney the Girl, Books of Magic, The League of Extraordinary Generary, Gentlemen. <coughs> there we go, I feel better. Um, yeah. So, 
I mean, how... Uh, Jared Fletcher maybe should have got it? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, honestly, um, not to take anything away from letterers, but I don't, I don't care. Uh, very few of them hand letter, I would imagine, anyways. Most people just use a fucking typo, or a, a type font that's um, prescribed to each and individual character now via the publishers, except for indie comics. I guess that's why most of these are indies, but yeah, yeah you see what I'm saying. Um, so, uh, the Eisner, I know, for if you're not a comic book person and you're listening to this podcast to try to get into it, I probably just bored your, uh, taint off, but, uh, get used to it, man, because this is the, the Emmys of comic books, uh, the, they, they actually get real life trophies and stuff, and it's a, it's, I didn't, I actually didn't know it was done at Comic-Con, <laughs> I didn't know that, or at least that always escaped me, I, yeah, but. Nevertheless, Comic-Con is over. The news is out there. There's stuff to be excited about. Winners and losers all came together this weekend (laughs) Uh, for one common cause, and that is to fucking nerd out, man. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I, yeah, there's, there will be more news. There will always be more news. I was kind of hoping there was more, but at the same time, I realized we got we do got 40 minutes of me babbling about news here, so I guess we got plenty. What do you know? Well, nerds, uh, y'all read responsibly. Cheers.